James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Today on Truths That Transform. Calling a convention of states is a way to take power back from the federal government and return it to the states and to the people. And so that's really the entire purpose is to restore self-governance to America. Discover a new movement to restore freedom in America and find out how you can join it on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. I hope you're having a blessed Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm glad you've joined us for this important program. Thanksgiving is about expressing our gratitude to God for what He's given us. Even when things are most difficult for us, we can say, His grace is sufficient for me. Among the things we are thankful for is a free nation of self-government, though that is rapidly eroding. The growing secularization of America and the Marxist rewriting of our history is diminishing the American appetite for freedom, making that liberty an easy target for power-hungry politicians and bureaucrats in the government. On today's program, we'll share some exciting news about an effort underway to return freedom to America, and you'll discover our true history as we celebrate the 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving and why it's essential for today. Government is out of control and the COVID pandemic has given would-be tyrants an excuse to flex their muscles like never before. But there's a promising new movement to return the government back to the control of we the people. Did our founding fathers ever imagine that the federal government could balloon in size and scope as it has in recent years? As one of the founders said, a government big enough to give you everything you want can take everything you have. And what we see is now is a growing, expanding government that has taken away our freedoms. We've seen a trend for years uh, of a growing state, uh, in fact, government at all levels, but I, a lot of us never thought it could go this fast, this far. It's shocking. And even some liberals are waking up and saying, whoa, this is not what we had in mind. At the inception of America, the Founding Fathers recognized the importance of having limited government, hence the reason for having a separation of powers. But today we've seen many in the government attempt to grab more power. We have checks and balances for a reason. Uh, we saw what happens to nations that just have kings who can abuse their power. Uh, that's why America's founders went to so much trouble to divide the powers. And they, their idea was to put most of the power in the hands of the group closest to the people, which was the legislature, and in particular, the House of Representatives. Presidents, unfortunately, have a history of taking a license with the executive authority uh, and doing all kinds of damage to the United States of America. 
The federal government's job is described in our United States Constitution, and the only power given to the federal government is listed in the Constitution. There are 17 specific enumerated powers. That's the jurisdiction. That's the authority of the federal government. Well, they've gone way outside of that. Now we've got all these things like a Department of Agriculture and a Department of Education. Look at what's happening right now across our nation as we have this critical race theory being forced on our children all across the country. And you have a federal Department of Education encouraging this. You have an administration that is actually saying they want boys to be in girls' bathrooms, locker rooms, showers. This is crazy policy, and it's coming from a top-down approach from the federal government. Many note the extreme government overreach used during the COVID pandemic. Now, after every crisis, there is this trend, surrender more of your rights and freedoms to the government. They'll take care of everything. The problem is we're fundamentally transforming our form of government from the people ruling themselves back ultimately to a king. You've got the CDC and the NIH actually micromanaging the healthcare of Americans mandating vaccines, mandating all kinds of things they do not have the federal authority to do, even doing an eviction moratorium. Now they're into the landlord and tenant contract business. There is no constitutional authority for any of that. It is clear that the government is careening down a dangerous path, resulting in Americans losing more and more freedoms. And something has to be done. Enter Mark Meckler, founder of Convention of States. Calling a convention of states is a way to take power back from the federal government and return it to the states and to the people. And so that's really the entire purpose is to restore self-governance to America. Article 5 of the Constitution provides the methods whereby we amend the Constitution. The first clause says that whenever two-thirds of both houses of Congress propose an amendment, that goes out to the states for ratification. That's how we've always done it, 27 amendments. The second part gives the states the power to do that, and when two-thirds of the states propose to get together in convention, then they can propose amendments to the Constitution, and those go out for the same method of ratification by three-quarters of the states. It's a three-step process. The first step is that 34 states call for the convention. The second step is that at the convention, at least 26 states propose, they say yes to proposing an amendment. Let's say they propose term limits on federal congressmen. And so they take this amendment and then they send it to all 50 states. And if 38 of those 50 states say yes, that amendment now goes into the Constitution. That's how we got 27 amendments to the Constitution. This provision in Article 5 of the Constitution, giving the states the power to propose amendments, was a genius last-minute addition in the final days of the Constitutional Convention. So, you have constitutional authority, they're way outside of it, how do you get them back inside the box? What George Mason, framer of the Constitution, one of the 55 to give it to us, what he said on September 15th at the very end of the convention, is he said, we've got a problem here. We've created a federal government, we've given it certain authority, but what happens when it gets outside that authority? Who puts them back in the box? And the way the Constitution was designed as of that day on September 15th, the only constitutional amendments had to start in Congress, which means the very people that stole authority, that got outside of the boundaries of what they had permission to do, are the only ones that can put themselves back in the box. George Mason said, that's a bad idea. We've got to have a way to come from outside and push them back into the proper box. And it needs to be the people that actually formed the federal government. Who did that? The states. An Article 5 convention is very simply the states saying to the federal government, we need to make some corrections. You've gotten outside of your authority and we're going to push you back into the box that we designed you to be in. 
An Article 5 convention is simply designed to propose amendments to the Constitution in order to keep the federal government in check. Potential amendments could include limiting the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, imposing fiscal restraints, and placing term limits on federal officials. So we launched the Convention of States project in 2013 and knew it was going to be a long, slow march, but we had no idea how quickly it was going to explode. Today, over 5.2 million people are engaged all across the country. We have folks who are volunteers in every single state legislative district in the nation. I literally can't travel anywhere with, without meeting people who are part of the Convention of States project today. The Convention of States is a grassroots movement, and you can play a big part in helping restore freedom in America. Every single citizen in America can do something about this. Conventionofstates.com is the place to sign up. Every single citizen can be the catalyst in their community, in their neighborhood, in their state maybe, to help bring this about. I think the beauty of our system is that no one has to be silenced and, and prevented from participating in their process. Our system actually empowers them to influence the process. And millions of people are doing that all over the country. When I look at the list of people who support it, frankly, for me, it's humbling. And there are a lot of names that people would recognize. So supporting the Convention of States Project, you have Ben Shapiro, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, Pete Hegseth from Fox and Friends, uh, political figures people might know. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis here in Florida was an early supporter. really appreciate Governor Abbott in Texas. Uh, notable scholars like Robbie George at Princeton, Randy Barnett at Georgetown Law, the list is so long, it's hard for me to remember all the people who support Convention of States now. As Christians, it is important to get involved in saving the biblical foundations our nation was built on. I think as Christians, we have a particular responsibility that we understand that is a generational responsibility. Americans tend to live for the moment. We're a consumer society. Everything's right now. But as Christians, we're supposed to look out for our fellow man and for future generations, for our posterity. And it's been true from times of the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament that we look forward and we set the groundwork for future generations. This is a chance for us to do something good, not just for our kids and our grandkids, but for posterity. This is the country alone on earth where we've been given the place where we can live out the free will that God gave us if we protect it. And I worry that we're not going to have that for our kids and our grandkids if we don't do something as Christians right now. I've said for years, we will not save this constitutional republic without a convention of states. It is the tool in our constitution to restore these jurisdictions and the proper authority of the federal government. It's got to be done if we want to save our country. The most important piece to saving our country is the same piece that has always existed, which is it's the American people and the American Revolution. It's not the great leaders who saved the country, really, it's just average people. That's always been true throughout all of American history. So what people need to do today is to be engaged. Only a convention of states will get us back to that place where the states can have their own personalities and the federal government will do what only the federal government can do. National defense, patents and copyrights, post offices and post roads. There's 17 enumerated powers in the Constitution. That's what the federal government should do and leave everything else to the states. There are already three million people behind this movement to call an Article 5 Convention of the States. And the effort has been endorsed by Mike Huckabee, Senator Marco Rubio, 
Dr. James Dobson, Dr. Ben Carson, Governor Ron DeSantis, and many, many others. To add your name to the petition calling for a convention of the states to rein in the runaway federal government, simply visit conventionofstates.com. That's conventionofstates, all one word, dot com. In recent decades, there is a systematic program underway to erase America's true history and instead rebuild us as a Marxist utopia. Unfortunately, it has had great success because too many were ignorant of our own history and simply did not recognize what was happening. But if we lose our foundations, we lose our nation. Dr. Kennedy explains in this portion of his message, remember our foundations. As a nation, we are suffering a severe case of national amnesia. As President Woodrow Wilson said, if we do not remember who we were, how can we know what we are supposed to be? And we don't remember. You recall George Orwell's famous novel, 1984, and under a totalitarian regime run by Big Brother, who was, of course, very concerned for the welfare of the people as he systematically stripped from them every vestige of their freedom. There was in the Department of Truth something that went on 24 hours a day. It was the rewriting of history. So that, for example, he says, quote, Oceania is at war with Eurasia. It has always been at war with Eurasia. When the truth is, the war just started five minutes ago, and a half hour before they had declared, Oceania is at peace with Eurasia. It has always been at peace with Eurasia. Historical revisionism. Is such a thing happening in this country? Dear friends, it has happened, and we are the victims of it. The statement, this is a Christian nation, this is a nation founded by Christians on Christian principles, those indeed are words that cause people to rise up in fury. They have never heard of such a thing and find them highly repugnant. You might as well say America was founded by Martians, as far as they are concerned. It is absolutely inconceivable that that is the case. For example, one history textbook used in our schools today tells about the pilgrims landing at Plymouth and the Mayflower Compact. And they quote the Mayflower Compact, which says, as you all know, it says that we have undertaken a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. Now that's what it says, isn't it? That's what it says according to one of the textbooks used in our schools. But that's not what it really says. You see, they omitted several phrases without even ellipsis. And here they are. In the name of God, amen. That's where it starts. And this is how it continues. Having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith 
a journey to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. Did they denude it of all spiritual meaning? Absolutely. Totally. I remember somebody said, well, what in the world has the church to do with America? Well, I'll tell you what it, what it had to do with America. America, the voyage of the pilgrims, was very simply this. It was a church relocation project. They were a church that had become so concerned with the corruption in the Anglican church at that time that they decided they had to separate themselves from that. But it was a church relocation project. Plymouth Plantation was simply an extension of the church in Scrooby, England. That's what it was. And then what about the Puritans? The Pilgrims came in 1620, 10 years later the Puritans came. They, like the Pilgrims, were members of the Anglican Church. But they who believed in purity of doctrine and purity of life were trying to reform the Anglican Church from within. They were all members of the same church. The Pilgrims, who were Christians, came here to worship God according to their consciences and according to the Word of God and they formed for us a covenant and the constitution is simply an expansion of that covenant. There is no doubt that this is a nation that was formed by Christians and was for the purpose of expanding the gospel of Christ and spreading it throughout the world. The governor of Plymouth Plantation of the Pilgrims, of course, was William Bradford, and he wrote the first history ever written in America, the history of Plymouth Plantation, and he said this, that the pilgrims came here and they had a great hope and inward zeal of laying some good foundation or at least to make some way thereunto for the propagating and advancing of the gospel of the kingdom of Christ in those remote parts of the world, yea, though they should be but even as stepping stones unto others for the performing of so great work. They came to advance the gospel not only to the heathen in America, but to the farthest corners of the earth. That's why the pilgrims came. 1620, go 18 years farther on when there were colonies all over New England, and they all got together for the first time in the New England Confederation. And in that great confederation, they made this astounding statement. Why did these people come to America? We all came into these parts of New England, they said, for one and the same purpose and end, for the advancement of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. George Washington said, in contrast to those who feel that religion and government play no part together, he said, true religion offers government its surest support. And yet now the secularists and ACLU would have us to believe that religion is a threat to true American government. Robert C. Winthrop said, it may do for other countries and other governments to talk about the state supporting religion. Here, under our own free institutions, it is religion which must support the state.
Indeed, Washington said that without the Bible, it would be impossible to govern America. Folks, when our religious freedom disappears, all other freedoms follow soon after. Let us remember who we were that we might know who we ought to be. As you have just seen, Dr. Kennedy understood our history and its value better than most. He knew that America's Christian history was the source of our freedom and that a growing secularization in America would erode our liberties. That's exactly what we see happening. And it's why it's essential that you, your children, and your grandchildren be well-grounded in America's true history, a history that's no longer taught in public schools. We want to send you Dr. Kennedy's booklet, Restoring the Real Meaning of Thanksgiving, co-written with Charles Hull Wolfe, and featuring a foreword by our own Jerry Newcomb as our thanks for your generous donation to help this ministry stand for truth and proclaim freedom. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. This booklet clearly and succinctly establishes the Christian foundations of America and why those foundations are so vital today. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $60 or more, we will send you the booklet plus the new hour-long DVD documentary, The Pilgrims. This special program was produced by our own Providence Forum Outreach and Dr. Jerry Newcomb, its executive director. It features experts like Dennis Prager, Alveda King, and William Federer, and erases the falsehoods that have been churned out against the pilgrims, replacing them with the truth about our courageous and dedicated forebears. And we will also include the hardcover book, Lessons on Liberty, by Dr. Peter Lilbeck. This engaging book is designed for all ages with a special emphasis on young people. It features colorful illustrations, memorable quotes, and surprising facts about our nation's settling. It also features activity pages to further teach young scholars with a hands-on approach. These truths need to be shared with your children and grandchildren if America is to remain a free country. And if you contact us right away, you can receive these resources in time to give them for Christmas. That's Dr. Kennedy's booklet, Restoring the Real Meaning of Thanksgiving, as our thanks for your generous donation, and the booklet plus the DVD documentary, The Pilgrims, as well as the hardcover book, Lessons on Liberty, all as our thanks for your donation of $60 or more. And as you give, 
You will be helping this ministry to continue to be a beacon, broadcasting the gospel, as well as applying biblical truth to issues like government overreach, critical race theory, the advance of the radical left, and so much more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. The pilgrims who came to America were among the first to boldly go where no man has gone before. Recently, Star Trek actor William Shatner traveled for a few moments into outer space as part of Jeff Bezos' private space initiative. Understandably, the man who played Captain Kirk seemed deeply moved by the experience. He afterwards described leaving the blue of Earth and looking into space. You're looking into blackness into black ugliness, he said. Is that death? Is that the way death is? Well, many people imagine death to be that way. It's simply a void, or it's the end of existence. But we know that's not the case, because God's Son, Jesus Christ, defeated death, rising from the grave on the third day, after he was crucified for our sins. And this, Jesus tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The pilgrims who set out into largely uncharted territory believed this with all their being. They made their arduous journey by their own account for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. They gained confidence from the fact that there is not mere black stillness awaiting them after this life, but rather a personal God who created us and offers us eternal life. As Mr. Shatner discovered, it is indeed a wondrous creation in which we live, but this creation shows us God if we are willing to see him. The scripture says his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So we are without excuse. You see, there is life after death. For those who reject Christ, it's eternal punishment for their sins. But for those who receive him, It's everlasting joy and bliss in God's presence. Have you accepted God's free gift of eternal life? You can do that right now, even where you sit. If you would like to receive Christ today, pray with me. Father God, I confess to you that I have sinned in many ways and that I deserve your righteous wrath. But Lord, I want to turn my back on my sins and receive your son, Jesus, who died for my sins on the cross and who was raised to new life so that I can live eternally with you. Please save me and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
Dear friend, if you sincerely prayed that prayer for the first time, we have a vital resource we would like to send to you at no cost or obligation to you. It's beginning again. Dr. Kennedy's book for new believers to guide you in your relationship with Christ. Contact us to receive your copy today and may God bless you as you do. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. Here's a look at the next truths that transform. We are planning an ambitious slate of new documentary specials that we are going to be producing throughout 2022 that we really see as gospel-focused and culture-changing, culture-impacting documentary specials. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.